Hey there, Rawcast listeners. The second annual Dem Trivia Night takes place this Friday, August 2nd, kicking off at 7pm at the Barons Bar, upstairs at Hotel LA, the official matchday venue for supporters of Brisbane Roar FC. I'll be hosting it once again, and teams of between three and six people can join for just $30 per team. And don't worry if you can't get a team before the night. Come along and we can fit you in. And enjoy a night of friendly intellectual warfare and play for a variety of prizes courtesy of Hotel LA. We'll also be raffling off a pair of signed and worn boots from the legend himself, Bessar Parisha. All funds raised on the night will go to the Den Tifo Fund, which allows us to make those awesome banners you see draped across the home end for those special games, including the Honour and Prestige banner from the home opener versus Melbourne Victory last year, and of course the No One Escapes Dead Smurfs tribute when Del Piero first came to town. The goal this season is to do things even bigger and better, to make everyone's raw matchday experience that little bit more awesome. So once again, Den Trivia Night, hosted by me, Friday, August 2nd, 7pm, Barons Bar at Hotel LA, top of Caxton Street. Three to six players per team, $30 team entry. Cool prizes, Bess's boots to be raffled, lots of fun to be had. Come along and keep the pre-season kicking along with a fun night out with your fellow Raw supporters. And thank you for that introduction, Adam Coleman. Of course, I am Chad Friend. I'm joined by the man himself, Adam Coleman. Good evening. And Dave Stewart. Hey, guys. And welcome to season 2.5 of the Rawcast, because we're kind of between two and not quite at three yet, and we've got some... Special things going on at three that we'll probably reveal at a later date. Um, Especially so, once we know them ourselves, that's yeah, always a good sign. Yeah, that's <laughs> always a good sign when we know what's going on for season three. So at this stage, we'll call it season 2.5, and so welcome. Uh, episode one of season 2.5, and I guess just as a, a brief kind of uh, uh, overview of what we're going to be doing in this brief pre-season period is covering the pre-season. We're not going to be coming to you every week. We're going to be coming to you every few weeks. And I can hear the disappointed sighs of all the listeners. Yeah, 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 my word. And uh, and we'll be looking at the pre-season games. We'll be looking at the the review and the, and the, uh, and the forthcoming games as well. And of course uh, it's uh, madness, uh, off-season madness as well. So we'll be talking about a few of the transfers and, and what's going on away from the club, particularly uh, in relation to East Asian Cup, All-Stars, Socceroos, Friendlies, all of this is going ahead as well in lead-up to Brazil next year, which will be pretty outrageous fun for all of those that are going. <laughs> Just a joke. Inside joke. It's okay. It's okay. Dave and myself will man the television while you're away. It's good. all good. Good, 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 good. Excellent. And so uh, let us not dilly-dally like cheese sandwiches and move on. First... Uh, order of business is the two preseason games that have already taken place. Uh, the first one being against Lions FC, of course, the precursor for our club now. A little bit of a this weird historical identity crisis. Element, yeah. And uh, of course, our next one against Ace Albany Creek Excelsior. And we'll be talking about those two there. So let's start off with the Lions game. Um, Lions 1, Brisbane Raw Football Club, nil. Mm. A very tough game for the Raw to open up with. Obviously, we were missing our All-Stars and missing our Socceroos, which provided a lot of opportunities for the uh, youth squad and the trialists to have a bit, a bit of a run around. 
But in Lions FC, we are facing off against the team that is currently top of the Brisbane Premier League, playing some very good attacking football, uh, good grinding football as well. Mm. Um, I thought this was a perfect way to start off the season. Um, it's easy to have a few of these games against local teams and, and you thrash them and maybe you don't learn anything from it, but it was a good grinding encounter, some good physical play. Um, I think it was a good way to uh, shake off the cobwebs. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm fortunate to get to see the uh, the first half of the game thanks to some uh, delayed and, and cold nachos that arrived uh, to myself. But uh, when I did get to see the second half, there was a lot of um, a lot of youth teamers, as you mentioned, Adam, uh, which were, were basically pulling the strings for the squad. I, I do think that Bratton uh, was instrumental in in how we played. Yeah, um, I, was, I was very impressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was he was quite good all, uh, for the half that I did see. And um, I noticed uh, young Lifton made quite an impact. Litfin. Oh, Litfin. Oh, I'm going to get that wrong every single time. Litfin um, was quite busy as well. And um, I didn't, like, we, we didn't really kind of create too many clear-cut chances, but mostly outside the box. Um, it certainly did but, um, seem like Lions' goal was to really sort of push us out to the flanks. Yeah. And that's where, you know, we seem to struggle a bit, whereas... Um, Lions, I thought, were a bit more efficient in that respect. They had a lot of good runs down um, both sides, and then they were able to bring it in a lot more efficiently, Like especially as the second half wore on. After a while, Lions were almost camping in our six-yard box. They were just able to, to mm. keep that pressure on, and that's where their goal came from. Now, I just want to take it back a few moments uh, and just focus on something. You're telling me it took you 45 minutes to get nachos? There was a 30-odd minute delay in the first <laughs> place, and then they took even longer when... Uh... Yeah, I won't go into the reasons for that, but yeah. Fair enough. Don't order uh, nachos Don't order the nachos at Luxury Pain Stadium. <laughs> Everything um, else is brilliant. Nachos. Not so great. Well, yeah, were the nachos good? Uh, they were adequate. They were bog-standard nachos. Uh, they were cold. That's why we sent them back. I mean, yeah. that's... Anyway, oh, okay. That, that's the reason why it took so long. Anyway, not meaning to rip on Luxury Paints uh, Stadium's fine staff at, at Lions. Um <laughs> The game is the main focus. Yes, it is. Sorry, I just wanted to get back to that because that seems like an inordinate amount of time to be waiting for nachos. But you were saying uh, just about uh, Lions really pressing in. Do you think, and I'm sure we'll get to this with the second game, do you think that was a true reflection of a team in the middle of the season, a team that's going very well in their respective season in the BPL versus uh, uh, an A-League side that has new signings, that is a very experimental side in that game, and as it generally always is in pre-season? What did you think about that? Do you think that's a reason? Um, well, I think one of the aspects that maybe gave Lions the edge was the fact that the Raw really didn't have any midfield generals. Obviously, they were missing, perhaps, the experience of, of having Broish and um, the new signing Miller in the middle. But having said that, I thought, um, as Dave was saying before, Bratton has, has, has lifted. You know, I think he's taking on the, the responsibilities that his defensive midfield role requires. He's certainly a lot it, more vocal. Was it the beard that brought it to him? or Yes. I like to believe so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should mention that out, that I'm under due obligation from my girlfriend to tell all the Rawcast listeners out there that she does not approve of the beard. Um, and that's that, apparently. Okay. So there you go. So Chad's <laughs> girlfriend officially disendorses Bratton's beard, who's the only one I've heard disendorse it thus far. Yeah, the yeah. beard is good. Yeah, the Long be- live the beard. Fear the beard. There you go. Dave, what were you uh, saying about the game? Yeah, I was. Uh, I was just going to say, aside from uh, some Bratton really pulling the strings in that uh, in that second half. Prior to the match, I, I really kind of had the feeling that because it was our first real hit out, 
we were likely to have, and as it turned out to be, none of our kind of first teamers really playing, or even if they were, they only ended up playing about 45 minutes. Lions, middle of their season, top of the BPL. You know, you're not playing bad football if you're top of the Brisbane Premier League, let's face facts. Um, they probably give uh, you know some good quality NPL sides a run for their money in the Could same time. Could have even been Utrecht. Yeah, it could have, or Hibs. Yeah, <laughs> um, Hibs. Um, oh, they would have thrashed the Jesus out of Hibs. Anyway, but yeah, so so I, I, I thought I thought pre-match, you know, there's Come a probably back. good chance. There's probably a good chance that they'd um, uh, that they they'd even sneak a win. Uh, and as it turned out, they they did get one. Sixty-first uh, minute, from uh, what I remember, and and yeah, they were they were strong enough to hold out a, a really young, probably inexperienced side, not really knowing how to take that extra final step or push mm, that especially that when they haven't uh, cemented Mulvey style yet I basically I think it'll be yeah, I mean we look at we see the same issues we'll be plaguing us probably in the first one to two games before the nerves settle and the, t- the team has worked yeah. out and before they really get used to each other's uh, little, little nuances, yeah. Nuances That's what preseason's all about, thing. really, though. That's the whole reason we play these games, yeah. to, mm. to iron out these bugs. These ma- matches don't mean anything long-term. <laughs> Good gravy. And so that was the Lions game. If we move forward uh, to uh, what I understand now, I have to say that I wasn't at either a preseason match, um, but from what I understand, the, uh, the ace game, the Albany Creek Excelsior game, was uh, a little bit more. What's the word? Free flowing, attacking. Free flowing, attacking. Better for us. A bit more confidence, <laughs> a bit, inspiring, and in the in a the bit squad. more winning. Yeah, a bit more. A hundred percent more winning. A bit better. Yeah, yeah, a bit yeah. better from the BRFC yeah. point of view. Mm. Um, what do? Uh, just give us a, a very brief overview of that, Adam. Okay. Well, the final score was a uh, raw five, Albany Creek nil. Um, uh, trialist Antonio Murray. From Brisbane City, bagged a couple of goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Petrados got one as well. From the penalty spot, should point. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was really impressed with Murray as a trialist. Obviously, we also got Liam Miller. It, that was his official raw debut as well, and um, he was a he was pretty good in the middle. He's obviously working little partnerships with uh, Luke Bratton, and obviously, once we get Broish in there as well, uh, hopefully, we'll see a nice little um, you know three to four man rotation there. Um, Matty Smith played as well. Uh, Shane is barking out commands down the left. So this was this was a next step for the team. Obviously, Barisha, Broish, and Theo all sat out, but um, it was a, it was a good next step. I think they'd learnt their lessons from the Lions game. It was nice and attacking. Um, great crowd out there at Walter Park. Um, I hope uh, you know all the fans of uh, Albany Creek Excelsior and the Morton. Was it Morton United Jets? Morton Bay United Jets, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got some uh, good value from that for their support. It's channeling rather Newcastle, isn't it? Newcastle United Jets just tagging <laughs> in two little monikers there. Yeah, why not? Mm. Um, and also, uh, good on Ace. As I understand, the reason that we played them was because of the one goal program. One goal program, yeah, the raw one goal program. So good on you and support your local club and so on and so forth. Uh, Dave, uh, so also, I was going to say I should yeah. also point out the two other goal scorers you missed out was uh, Pre- uh, sorry, I mentioned Pratatos, but it's also Ferreira. Oh, that's right. Yes, and uh, Corey Brown picked Corey up a goal Brown, as well. Uh, yeah, so I expected goal from from Corey, but he was playing on a left midfielder all the time too. Mm, so it wasn't exactly mm. playing left back. He was had Steph in front of him. Um, was it a bit of a bumbling shot, or was it nice? No, no, it was a it... decent shot across uh, from from the side across uh, across the keeper and. Yeah, he, he tucked it away well. Um, but uh, from the game itself, um, 
it's funny you mentioned Miller. It, we had Barisha, Broish, and Theo all not playing. Uh, Miller also played in that All Stars game, and he was one that did play. Mm. So I was kind of surprised to see him actually start the game and, and, and have a run in that one, given the other three were rested. Um, Steph was uh, was was quite busy up and down the left flank as well. He was he was uh, you know, barking orders to it to. Mm. To Julius Doe and Corey Brown in the second half. Yeah, which, which I thought was a great sort of aspect to do. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly see the players, um, you know, learning as the game goes on. Like just just those little sort of one percent changes, and it certainly helped us uh, open up the uh, Albany Creek defence. The one thing that really impressed me, though, and I'm, I'm curious as to what you thought about this, Dave. Obviously, having a trialist like Antonio Murray in the middle, what impressed me was. He had a willingness to create his own shot, mm-hmm. a willingness to shoot, which sometimes young forwards, you know, they're a little bit hesitant to do that, but they were good, high-quality shots. I mean, they really were. He, he was able to pick and shoot and execute extremely well. Yeah, well, if you look, if we... Uh, for those were there that would have seen his two goals, the first one was just a ridiculous side-foot chip off a corner, which happened to float into the top corner of the, the net. Uh, it, it's just audacious. The shot was audacious, and it was just... You know, impressive to see. I don't think you'd pull it off if he tried to do it. You know, five more times in a row, it'd be a bit, bit of a tough one to pull off. But it was a really, really nice little, uh, nice little goal. Mm. The second goal is probably one that more impressed me though, was because it was a, it was a cross that came in, keeper spilled it, and he was quick enough to turn on the on the spot. Bam! And drill at home. And yeah. drill at home. It was uh, probably the sort of goal you'd, you'd probably want to see from a striker who's you know predator around the box. Probably be. The sort of thing you'd expect maybe best to do if he was in and around that area mm. as well. Um, even if he's half the quality at best or you know something like that, he could be a good backup to to him. Maybe similar to what James Meyer was yeah. last two similar, seasons. Similar to what we hoped uh, Stefan Nealand was going to be and, and exactly, wasn't. Exactly, and wasn't so. in the end. Um, one other thing that kind of made me a little bit excited about the actual game itself was we had a, a new keeper, a trialist keeper. Now, who uh, was he? I actually don't know who he was. Young lad called Jamie Young. Oh, actually, oh. I'll say young lad. He's about 27. He is a former Wickham Wanderers keeper. Played about 30, 39 games for Wickham. Uh, played for about 120 or so times for Aldershot. Plays for Aldershot, yeah. Played for Play, Aldershot. Played. Yeah, no longer there anymore. He's trying for Brisbane. And uh, I knew I recognised him when I saw him because I'm a Wickham Wanderers fan myself. So I, I recognised him. And he's an old Brisbane boy, so he's an Australian. He's not... English. Oh, okay. Um, he's played a couple times for English uh, Yes, but that's very interesting that you mention that because if I am not mistaken, Mr. Jamie Young is of Scottish and Sri Lankan descent, but has chosen to be, and although he's only been capped at youth level, um, has has elected basically or has said publicly that he wishes to play for England. Chose to represent him, however, he is born in Australia, mm-hmm. born, grew up in Brisbane. Um, uh, so he has Australian residency mm-hmm. and, and that sort of stuff. So he would not count as a, as a foreign player, although he's done probably a lot of his his uh, football learning and, and career over in in England. Yeah. Um, so in terms of visa spots, it's not going to be an issue. I actually think if I put him up against Matt Acton as a backup keeper, uh, I'm not trying to have any sort of bias with my allegiance to Wickham Wanderers, him playing a former player. I actually think he'd be a much better keeper, and I think he showed quite a few. Uh, not a lot of uh, you know circumstances he had the chance to show his skills, but he had, he had quite a few uh, chances where he he had to pull out a good save and and, and touch it around the corner or kept a hold of it. Of note, uh, older shot was relegated. 
uh, this season. These are minor details. I was so, on the fence. <laughs> and let's not forget that I believe that he was their their number one keeper. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, so let's not let's not uh, forget. We won't hold that against him though, because uh, like no. In, in all honesty, when seeing him play, he looked uh, he looked good. Um, I'd like to see him play a few more preseason mm, matches just exactly, to see yeah. how he goes yeah. against maybe some other teams, even if he played against some of the you know A League sides in, in preseason against Lismore in, in Lismore against the Heart or in Ipswich against the Victory. For well, example. the thing with that, yeah, and and I completely agree with you. And I, I don't think you're talking him up too much, but I think yeah, it is worthy to note that he was the number one goalkeeper in a relegated side from League Two to the conference. So it's not exactly as though he was setting the world alight. I believe his first club that he actually signed for was Reading, where he got zero he caps. Yeah, um, got sent out on loan yeah. somewhere. There you go, but that's interesting. But I tell you what, I'm just going to get a very short response just to round off the uh, pre-season uh, uh, round-up. Um, and that is, name three players from both games... Um, you don't have to give reasons why. In fact, don't give reasons why, but just tell me three names of players that impressed you. Um, Bratton, Brown, uh, Antonio Murray. I'll say Bratton as well. Uh, Stefanuto. And I'll say Murray as well, because Murray was quite good in that second game. Fantastic. Uh, now, moving on, um, we briefly mentioned uh, Broich, Borussia, Miller, and of course they saw a bit of an action against arguably the world's biggest team. It's especially get Theo as well. Theo, uh, and Theo, Theo, of Theo course, Michael, well. formerly known as Michael, the artist formerly known as Michael Siokletos. Uh, now he's just a symbol. Yeah, against arguably the best or at least the most popular, at least the most well-known um, English-speaking side in the world. Well, they are uh, the English Premier League champions as well. Manchester United so. champions. Um, I believe they've won the Club World Cup a few times and blah, blah, blah. We can go on and on. Uh, Manchester United and, of course, the All-Stars game that took place on Sydney last Saturday. Um so, uh, the final result was 1 uh, to five the All-Stars and 5 to Manchester United, so it was a pretty comprehensive uh, shellacking. Um, but, uh, of course, Borussia got our only goal, um, and Theo had a relatively good game, despite having two or three put past him. Um, I but, thought he but, had but a there pretty good game. shots, though. Yeah, I think, I think nice uh, Nick or Topo Stanley is probably more to blame for all of those. Rather let's, just call than... it, let's just say he's to blame for all of them. Yeah, yeah. basically, yeah. I was really, I mean, I was disappointed. I, I don't, mm, I don't know. The All-Stars concept, and this is going to be a yardstick that international leagues are going to judge us by. I can just see those little MLS fanboys, not pointing fingers. No. No. Uh, <laughs> Just jumping up and down and bad-mouthing Australia because, oh, well, you got pumped 5-1 by Manchester United, but you have to examine the circumstances. No Heskey, no Ono, no ADP, no really top-tier players. It was a partial All-Stars, really. On a Socceroos match night. Match day, yeah. Uh, you know, when same all time. of the cream of the crop with a primarily A-League-driven team weren't there. It's, yeah, it, it was basically the A-League, no no stars. Yeah. It was it was the B-League. Yeah, it was, stars, yeah, it was there. It <laughs> Sam, was, and, Sam and Jules would, be, would have been very happy. Yeah, exactly. It would have been... They would have started themselves. Which it, players yeah, could you pick if you took out all the best ones? So if you took out the, the top 10%, you'd have that. 
and then just take out a further 5% on top well, of I think, that. I and, think and, then so. select, and then select Connor Chapman, who I, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know of this guy's existence before yeah. he all I actually had to wiki who he was and which club he played for, and I'm still London I've, I've so, never heard of Connor. I didn't even know he played, yeah. so he well, must have uh, had a good impact. I can say I've heard of him before. I've seen him play a couple of times for Newcastle, but more importantly, he actually was the captain of the young Socceroos who played recently in, in Turkey. Turkey, oh. yep. He was the captain. Um, but uh, see, I'm surprised you guys haven't heard of him at all in, in that respect. But there you go. Um, I think it's a bit harsh to say it's removed the top 10% and then a further 5%. Broich. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, with, there, with there, notable exceptions. There are a couple Broich, of exceptions. Yeah. And I'd the say, exceptions being the foreigners. I'd okay, say so Broich would probably be fair to be in that as well. I mean, to be fair, he was one of the best keepers in the season, last season. Well, if he was so good, why wasn't he slated for Asian, Asian Cup? Well, uh, we'll get on to how well Galakovic played in just a moment in that particular mm-hmm. game yeah. too. But no, Kovic, uh, Kovic does probably deserved to be there as well. Um, Barisha, I, I believe, really deserved to be there, and it proved as he ended I should up say that I was talking about Australian players because obviously foreign players are a different kettle of fish. Fair play. So. And, and, and you're right. Like A lot of the Australian players that should have been in there weren't because of the soccer and, and there are a few statistical outliers, but I'll be I'll be damned if uh, Connor, whoever the hell you just said was, mm. is in the top 50% of A-League players. I mean, what is it, bloody youth contract or something? I, New I think he is, United? yeah. <laughs> Get out of town, son. Who are you? Mm. Um, and uh, that other idiot, Topor Stanley, he's an idiot. Get rid of him. You know, he doesn't play for us grand. There's a reason. Like, put it this way. Newcastle Jets didn't even want him, yeah? And they've got Connor What's-His-Name. Yeah. So that's giving you the we, standard there. If we just bring it back to the, the actual raw players in this particular game, because there were, like I said, four players. Borussia, Broich, Miller, who admittedly was selected as a Perth Glory player initially, and Theo, Theoclatos, or Theo. Um, the goal, all Brisbane-based. Mm. It was Broich mm. to Borussia, Borussia cut in, slotted at home. Mm. To be to be frank, I was at the game. I was fortunate enough to be there, um, and I, I would you know whenever I'm at a game, it's usually a lot tougher for me to basically get an idea as to how well everyone's playing. I usually do a lot better if I'm watching the actual game on a TV. Um, but I could tell during that game that the only real avenue that the All Stars had against Manchester United was through those two, and they were providing virtually every chance for the All Stars. Um, I think for a, on a Brisbane point of view. That's fantastic because this early in the preseason, they haven't played any preseason games for the Raw. Um, they're combining in their own form. Instant. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's experience. And with they're, each other. they're able to play. Like they're playing against. They're not playing against Queensland Lions or you know, Ace. With due respect to those clubs, they're playing against Manchester United. You know, yeah. it's no, it, no, 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 just to clarify, Manchester United are just ahead of Albany Creek yeah, on I the think, table. I think. I think, I, I think, I think well, Albany Creek is actually going to. I, even though you said no offense, with due respect, I think they are going to be taken offense. They are going to be taking offense. Look, I, I understand they mentioned in the I same understand breath. They're really Manchester kind of United. pushing for that yeah. same level. I think they're going to make the World Club Cup one day too. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, they're playing an absolute world class team. Um, so, you, I mean, you have to tip the hat to these two guys who you'd imagine have probably kept themselves in, in fairly good physical condition over the off season. Mm-hmm. Have been tr- obviously been training well enough to be able to produce in such a such a game. Um, honestly, didn't notice Liam Miller uh, as I mentioned earlier with regards to, to Ace as well. I didn't really notice him during the Ace game. Um, I didn't really notice him during the All Stars game. Um, Maybe that's a good thing that he's just kind of doing the work behind 
Maybe he, maybe he hasn't actually been signed by the Roar, and we just we're just seeing a, a mirage in the distance. Maybe and we're, just, we, and we're convincing ourselves we've signed Liam Miller. Maybe we are. Um, maybe we'll wake up tomorrow and he never existed. <laughs> maybe maybe he ends up being Charlie Miller, uh, thirty kilos overweight. So, what are your thoughts on the game, Dave? Give uh, it to us, summarize it. The the All Stars game. Uh, it was a, it was a good experience to go watch Manchester United play. Uh, the the All Stars concept I'd like to see extended, but maybe with a bit more uh, of the All Stars and not on soccer as match days. Mm. Uh, Adam, did you have anything noteworthy to add to what Dave just said? Um, certainly, as an advertisement for the A League in general, um, it was an interesting um, event. Uh, one point that was actually raised by um, Angus Morrissey off list was the fact that, and it was, sorry, correction, it was from the A-League memes website, was here you have two massive matches involving the A-League and there was not a single advertisement for the A-League itself. It was mostly for all its, uh, you know, the parent company sponsors. I thought it was a bit of a shame uh, that, yeah. that, you know, for such a great opportunity to push the game, and they didn't push the league. Of note as well, I particularly heard Fox Sports retur- refer to the, t- the side as our league. As our league's team and not the A League team or the A League All Stars, it was it was our league. You know, it's seeing you know, it was seeing Manchester United against our league's best players, not the A League's best players. Yeah. Uh, but it, that comes down to sponsorship and things like that. Yeah, exactly. And I tell you what, of note, uh, we were just talking about Galekovic and Socceroos match days. Let's move on. Franich North uh, featuring in. Uh, the East Asia Football, West Africa Cup, North, South, East, West Obscure, Gold. times 10 to the extreme. Gold Cup of Virtue. Uh, yeah, that's Yorkshire it. Division. Yeah, yeah Yorkshire right. Division, right. under 12s. Um, Div 2, mind you. Div yeah, 2. Yeah. And so, with that, we are knocked out of that, as it stands. A nil-all draw against South Korea, and a rather crazy last 10 minutes in that Japan game, that but the insane. but the results ended up being three uh, two uh, to the blue samurai. But after it was it was nil nil, one nil to Japan, two nil to Japan, and in very quick succession, one two two all, and then in very within, very quick succession, two three to Japan. Yeah, I think I and think that was that. our our uh, our second goal and their third goal actually happened in the same minute of the match. Mm. Yeah, it was that quick. Mm. So yeah, I was following it online. I was trying to find a um. Uh, a TV feed which I couldn't so I was just following it on a text version and a friend of mine was telling me oh it's 2-0 and then I was finding all these other scores that were saying 2-1 and 3-2 and that, that's just how quick it took yeah. for the internet to catch yeah. up yeah. 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 It was, it was but, but might I say I was very happy to see uh, Yuya Osako score for the Japanese I had the fortune of uh, seeing him play for Kashmir Antlers on the uh, FC Tokyo trip last year and I was very impressed with him always kept notes as to how he's been performing he's a good young 23 year old forward I wish he would come out and play for Brisbane he'd be a fantastic asset maybe we should splash some more cash out on, on young promising Japanese strikers just for a year or two I was going to say don't get the South Korean players because that obviously worked really well with Doe yeah yeah <laughs> well with that interestingly enough I don't see why we can't get them out on loan I mean you know to well, well, especially with their off season well if you've got the example thing. obviously of Perth Glory they brought out Rio Nagai from uh, Sheriso Osaka yeah um, Sheriso doing very well themselves um, and it, it's worked out so well for Nagai that he's now extended his contract with Perth and I thought he was was very good. Certainly, um, the key thing is you want to get um, a more experienced young player. So somewhere mm, around that twenty-one, yeah, Mitch twenty-one Nichols to twenty-three. Japanese 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, not you don't want all the other things that come with Mitch Nichols, but Mitch Nichols is a seasoned A-League veteran of 100-plus games, but is still very young and isn't about to break down and fall over like ADP or someone. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So that was that. Anyway, North played pretty well. Um, had a good, solid game in defence. Franjic uh, is an exceptional talent, and it just warms my giblets immensely every time I see him play. Um, well, the good thing yeah. from that, obviously, is that there's a lot of word going out there that because everyone everyone questioned the importance of the East Asian Cup initially. Everyone sort of thought, oh, it's a Mickey Mouse tournament. How does this benefit the Socceroos? The fact that Holger is using this as a chance to just just tinker around with a few fringe players to sort of see which guys he might be using because don't forget there's still a bunch of international match dates between now and Brazil 2014 of which one of them we're playing Brazil on so yeah, yeah which is going to be a fantastic opportunity that's going to be in Rio isn't it yes that's at the, the... Oh, it's, in, it's in Brazil at least yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought I heard it's in Brasilia which is the um, yeah. Brazilian the capital. capital yes yeah. um I know the date has been confirmed as Saturday September the 7th which would thus put it as Sunday September the 8th in Australia um, but getting back to Franjic, um, there's talk at the moment that the performances he's been putting up at the moment, um, it gives him the best chance of being one of those uh, A-leaguers who might book themselves a spot at Brazil 2014. So that's a extremely promising aspect for him, considering, you know, it wasn't that long ago people were questioning whether he was even going to stay at Brisbane Raw. Yeah. yeah. So he's come yeah, yeah. so well, tremendous yeah. uh, evolution. I can't, I can't agree more. Um, uh, someone else, yeah, some of the people have been saying, you know, why, why even bother with this? Why even bother with the qualifiers? Look what happened from the qualifiers. French is the bolter, basically, from those qualifiers. He was on the bench for the World Cup qualifiers themselves, so he had not, wasn't necessarily playing, but he was in the squad. Holger knows he's good enough to play, you know, on an important match, or at least be available for an important match. If he didn't think he was ready to, to play, he wouldn't have put him in the squad. Mm, let's, mm. Play, let's face it. So this is really a chance. Uh, I think this, thing, this no, tournament as a whole is Francis's chance to really kind of push his case. For the no one cup. cares if we win or lose. It's it's a yeah, practice match. Matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, each team out there has only sent their locally based players. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I mean the J League. Uh, sorry, the Japanese team is entirely J League based. Same with the Korean team, and I think China's got maybe one or two of their Korean or Japanese based players. So yeah. it's a good chance to see the local otherwise, talent. Otherwise, otherwise, how would you say Japan and China draw? Three all, mm. it wouldn't happen. I don't mm. think. Yeah, and so uh, moving on, uh, potential. Uh, sorry, the uh, the signings that we've had. We've mentioned Liam Miller to death. I don't think we really need to mention more about that. I think that's just going to pan out the way it's going to pan out, and we'll see how it goes. Well, I suppose, I hope, well, I suppose I simple question. Work. Well, I suppose simple question is. With Liam Miller coming into the squad, obviously we lost, um, you know, Mass Madocker last year. Um, how do we feel about Broish, Bratton, Miller? I, yeah. I, I like it. I think it's a good I mix. I think it's great. I, I think, think it's pretty early in the preseason, but yeah, I'm feeling positive about it. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it allows hopefully Broish to perhaps play a lot more mobile game. Um, with Bratton, we've got a guy who's going to learn a lot under those two, and I think he'll be a good distributor. It, it, we'll see a lot of plays up be, through the middle. I think we'll be very, very, very good with those three in the middle. Mm, and, yeah. I, and I think Liam just gives that that, that nice experience, but still able that we know he can start and play 90 minutes every game. Yeah. So I think there's value. Good. And Dimitri Potados has been signed from Malaysian club Kelantang. Uh, Kelantan. Kelantan, sorry. Uh, yes. a few extra vows between friends. It's all right, <laughs> Yeah, <Jack>. whatever. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I haven't seen him play. I've probably not a whole lot to say. You said that he scored from the penalty spot. He's been looking all right, but he wasn't in your top three, either of yours, from the preseason games. But I think it'll take a little while for him to click. We'll judge him on that later on. And, of course, arriving from Melbourne victory, Diogo Ferreira, who you said had... Was it a hat-trick? No, no, no. no he, 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 scored, he scored one. Just the one. Maybe he scored the one uh, against Ace, but... Yep. Uh, he looks like he could be good, and I'd be interested to see how he goes during the preseason again for, to, to kind of see how he gels with the rest of the team. Yeah, and in the case of Ferreira, he's um, had 50 games played with Melbourne Victory over a couple of seasons, so he's familiar with playing at the top flight. And with Petratos and Ferreira, we've signed both of them only to one-year deals, so it's a very, um, I suppose... Uh, all reward, not much risk. Mm. We, we can afford to take that chance. Really makes a make or break for both of those players. Mm. So, so we'll see what we get out of them. Yeah. yeah, moving forward on to our potential signings, this is the very, 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 very big news, uh, and we'll start off with a slightly lesser news, that Kofi Danning... Uh, has, 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 has reached out. Has reached out. Has basically, and with due respect to him, hasn't made the cut in mm-hmm. second division Belgium, basically, in Visay. Um, has found it very hard from what I've read, um, and I'm, I'm sure it's not just footballing issues, but he's found it very hard to adjust to Belgian lifestyle. I think um, there's, there's a few injury concerns. Language there as well. and injuries and all sorts of yeah. things. Um, so I think that's it. Anyway, he's back in Brisbane and he's trialling with us um, to basically hopefully to regain his spot. It is worthy to mention, however, that CSV say does have him on a two year contract, but being owned by the same people, well, what are they going to? You know, mm. pays the left hand to the right hand. So that's that. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and the big yeah. one is... Actually, actually um, just briefly getting back on the Kofi Danning, I know there's been a lot of discussions as to whether the Raw should consider re-signing him. I'm going to put my opinion down and say no. Yeah, same. same. And, 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 it's not, and it's not purely based on what the Raw need. I certainly feel they've got enough young, fast talent. Um, I think for Kofi's ambitions... He should stick it out with Vise. Um, I certainly feel he should obviously rehab uh, his ACL injury. Um, he's, there's talk that he won't be really sort of match fit till December anyway. Um, I think if he were to just sort of, with the slightest you know obstacle placed in front of him, just sort of put his hands up and saying, oh, I can't do this, I'm just going to go back home, um, I, th- I, th- I think he should feel disappointed. You I know? don't see how anyone cannot get along with Belgian culture. What, eating chips and mayonnaise, drinking a crap ton of beer and speaking French? Sounds like my damn dream. Don't forget the chocolate, my friend. And the, chocolate, the chocolate, I mean, good gravy. I was going to say, just, just on that myself... Um and all the beer uh, cafes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in regards to in regards to Danning, I I agree with you in, in terms of you know coming back after one year. It just seems like he's kind of given up. Um, however, if that's the decision he makes in terms of wanting to come back, if we're in a position where we're going to be offering him you know minimum wage for a talent that we know the quantities of. Um, and we could use, but is the quantity worth minimum wage? Well, with due is, respect, to well, this is the, this is this is what Mike Mulvey has to weigh up in regards to our current squad as well. Mm. If it if it kind of fits in with what we need, if it's uh, if if and so known quantity, so it's not like we're bringing across some Belgian player that we don't know. Yeah, um, you know, even though I think we it, tried, it may, <laughs> yeah, it may be a worthwhile signing just as a maybe a squatty. Um, yeah, yeah maybe it's like a late time, season insurance policy. Yeah, at the same time, you have to weigh that up against current youth players that are pushing through it as well and see, you know, do these guys, they already know this, they've been here long enough, 
will they be better than, than Danny or not? So yeah. it's really it's going to be an interesting one for Mike Mulvey to see what he does. There you go. My kind of final say on that would be the fact that I believe that Kofi went to Europe far too early and is now suffering for it. Um, would so, you say that Kofi going to Europe at all would be far too early? Uh, well, it depends what division. Um, <laughs> it depends where we're talking about. The Luxembourg second but, division. So, I mean, with due respect, I mean, having personally seen Belgian second division and being a great proponent of Belgian second division out of all the league, random leagues in Europe, I, I follow Belgian second division quite closely, so it's kind of an irony that Visse is there and, and he was there. Um, but it is a good standard league, and it is very concerning that he wasn't able to break through um, for a first-team uh well, well, having said that, we've seen this with a few A-League talent in the last few years. I mean, everyone was all happy when um, uh, Eli Babalj went over to Red Star and he was back in Melbourne Heart within six months. Yeah. Everyone was happy when Aziz Bayich went from Heart to Versus Sport and now he's coming back on loan. Bayich, I think, be... had a, was a payment to Bayich Melbourne Heart was, issue. Yeah, yeah. He was actually playing at, uh, at Red Star, but uh, Red Star wasn't paid. Yeah. didn't pay the Heart, yeah. the yeah. money that was agreed to so that. That technical thing, I mm. think, rather than that. Yeah, and, and now we've had a situation in the past week with uh, Nathan Burns coming back on loan to Newcastle Jets. We're seeing a lot of situations where, yet yeah, there's a lot of excitement with the young players going overseas, and, they go and it's great a, money. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, but and, and, and the thing with that is that this is going to breach very well into our next subject, is that um, I say that a lot of them go too early. Of course, some of them don't go early, and some of them are very late bloomers. Of course, we saw Matt Mackay, uh, Brisbane's captain, go to Rangers uh, and didn't get game time, and look at where that's ended up for him. Mm. Well, I'll tell you where that that's ended up for him. That ended up in him going to Busani Park, and then from Busani Park, he went to Changchun Yatai, yep. and now Changchun Yatai has released him by mutual consent with Matt Mackay as a free agent. So basically, we're facing the prospect of hometown hero, Brisbane Raw legend of the first seven years, Matt Mackay, potentially coming back to Brisbane, but he could literally go anywhere in the world. I'm going to put the call out here for everyone. Uh, to to put some pressure on the Raw themselves to re-sign Matt Mackay because I really think him coming back to Brisbane would be an absolute massive coup for the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, Both from a playing in, aspect and from a marketing aspect. Absolutely. Bring him in on an Australian marquee uh, contract. Uh, but how you would know, you feel about that, especially considering Thomas's um, potential move to that role? I think well, it well, won't be this season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, can, you can always move pieces around. I mm. think he could so. easily be accommodated in that. Uh, in that, and I think it would make our midfield so incredibly strong. Andrew would be wetting his pants, yeah. thinking, "Crap, what have we got ourselves in for?" The other side of the coin is though, he goes back to Andrew, where he's tasted success, and then he's playing for Melbourne Victory. Um, which that is, would make me cry. Which, after the Liverpool game, is a scary thought, and I just don't think that I would handle very well Matt Mackay lifting the toilet seat wearing in, navy blue, in blue and white. Basically, uh, that would be a real that'd be a real. It would make guess. me. It, like, it would make me cry if he went to Melbourne. Yeah, I, I, it'd, I, it'd be pretty. It'd be pretty <laughs> disappointing. The funny thing is, is that over the past few weeks, because um, obviously I've got an interest in Asian football in the same way that Chad enjoys his uh, Belgian second division. And the one thing like I've noticed over the years, in regards to Chinese Super League, and I've raised it with a few friends, when I noticed that Chang Chung and uh, Tianjin Tato, the team where, of course, Eric Padalu plays for, it's a common thing in the Chinese Super League where if a team's performing very badly, um, it doesn't matter how expensive or long the contracts are with their imported players. If they're not doing well, they will throw the money to make that problem disappear. They'll, they'll, 
because in their minds that is them doing something to give their team a shot. Save a bit of face. Yeah, and I've seen a lot. I was checking like some of the imports um, across the the Chinese Super League. Of course, they've had a bit of a, a mid-season lull because of East Asian Cup, and a lot of teams have taken the opportunity in June to um, you know let import players go and bring in other imported players. So you know it's an acknowledged um, situation within. So it's Chinese, Chinese tradition. Yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 my viewpoint was always. You know, if Chang Chun saw Matt as surplus to requirements, there's no reason why they wouldn't let him go. So um, that's why I, I hoped that, as it looked more and more likely that he wouldn't see out his two-year contract, that the Raw would have the ability to bring him back. Um, at the moment, it, it's hard to say. You know, whether they've they've really had had him in mind, whether they've had it as, as a plan. Anyway. B. What what I mean is, like, do they ever have a plan B? You know, did they ever have a plan that involved if Matt Mackay is available, do we get him back? Mm. There you go. And that is the raw cast for this week. And, of course, we'll be back in a few weeks' time, I guess, with a wrap-up of some more games and with some more information on transfers. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, thank you very much, Adam Coleman. Thank you. And, of course, once again, don't forget, Trivia Night's coming up this Friday, August 2nd at Hotel LA. If you missed all the details, go right back to the start of the, the podcast. Listen to me waffle on for 90 seconds. That has all the details you need. Friday to August, Barron's Bar, Hotel LA. Be there or be a square. Uh, here's somebody who knows nothing about being a square. The coolest cat in the house, Dave Stewart. Thank you very much. No worries, Chad. Cheers that, guys. Have a good day. No worries. And thank you very much for listening. And you will be hearing from us in the future. <laughs>